Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Pink Diva Studio presents Is It Because I'm Fat? Is it? I don't know. We're going to find out. I say that so much. Oh, my goodness. Because every time I say that, I want to answer. Is it because I'm not? Yes. No. But um, well, welcoming my guest today, Doreen, the pink, I mean, the pink diva. Girl, I was going to make you the pink diva, too. Uh, Doreen at the Diva Curves TX. You can find her on Instagram. Instagram and every link that you need to connect with her is in her bio. So welcome Doreen. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Thank you. <laughs> she was like so calm y'all. She was like, thank you. Well, um, today we're actually going to be discussing um, uh, weight loss. I mean, you know, being um, plus size, being what they say, what I, the words that I can't stand are the words morbidly obese, but right. we're going to discuss, um, all things about weight. You know, um, I had, um, um, what did I have? I had weight loss surgery. I had the sleeve when I got weight loss surgery. So, um, I want to talk to Doreen because Doreen actually is on her own weight loss journey. She is doing it naturally and doing a fabulous job, might I add. Thank you. And you're welcome. You're welcome. But first of all, let's say, how are you doing today? How is your day? I'm doing good. Um, one, I wanted to say thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. I think this is a super important topic, especially with um, so many plus size people receiving so much discrimination just based on the size of their body. So this is excellent that we get to share some of the struggles that we identify with in trying to lead a healthier lifestyle. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Well, I'm going to let you um, kind of give us a little background on your journey with um, being plush size and um, you know your decision to take uh, charge of your health. Okay, so um, basically everyone in my family has been plus size, especially the women. So I come from a family that is raised Southern, we eat soul food. So all of that was just embedded in my bone structure literally and so for me um i received my diagnosis of being type 2 diabetic in 2012 and so that really shook my life up and it challenged me to um you know eat better learn more about ways that i can incorporate healthy eatings um into my lifestyle and so with that i just began really um changing the way i looked at food and relationship I had with food. Um, during that time, I actually had a personal trainer that I worked out with twice a week. Um, and it was just like really um, vigorous. It was a lot of um, cardio, a lot of strength training, but I really enjoyed it. And ultimately during that stance, I lost over a hundred pounds and that was all natural, um, not taking any additional medicines. However, fast forward about two or three years, I started grad school. And so I gained, I would say about 75 um, pounds back from that hundred pounds that I had lost. So now I'm in the final stretch of trying to get back to that healthier lifestyle. 
And so right now, a lot of the changes that I'm doing are things that I feel comfortable keeping for a lifetime. I don't want to get into fad diets or teas or or something that helps me to lose weight quickly, but I'm not able to maintain that um, for a lifetime. And so for me, that's just where I'm at right now. And it's just included really watching my carbohydrates, watching the meats that I'm consuming, making sure that I'm having high quality meats and not just, you know, fast food. So those are a lot of the steps I have begun taking to, um, you know, kind of live a healthier lifestyle. And that sounds great. I think that you, um, what you, you said about, um, uh, healthy and uh, quality uh, foods, particularly meats, and uh, is really a good thing. Uh, I definitely agree with uh, fad diets um, because I, for me, I mean, I've I've been there. I I've been, you know, uh, with Weight Watchers, with Jenny Craig, with uh, just trying to do things on my own. You know, there's the egg diet. There's the Cabbage, I didn't even try that because I don't eat cabbage, y'all. But I'm just <laughs> talking about the diets that are out here. The cabbage diet. Um, I, uh, what is the other one that someone just recognized? Keto. Atkins, keto, Whole30. All of these things. I mean, I'm not saying that they're bad, but they're just not anything. Well, I haven't tried keto and I haven't tried the Whole30. But mm. I, the things that I had tried in the past, I mean, I, I tried Weight Watchers and just as good as I would lose, you know, 35 or I think the highest I lost on Weight Watchers was 40 pounds. So just as good as I was, I lost that 40 pounds. It took one meal almost to, to put me back on the wrong track. Exactly. So, you know, I was just like, you know, oh my God, this is crazy. And in my family, I, I'm not, I didn't have a lot of overweight women, but I did have some you know but it was just that food was like everything you know i mean did you get an a oh let's go out to eat I, you know yes. let's do this go out to eat let's, let's have a yes i mean it was just anything to have a good old big old meal a barbecue or whatever which sadly i'm the same way or not so much now but i was I mean, any excuse to have a barbecue. Oh, let's cook out this weekend. Okay, let's do that. Mm -hmm. You know, so then you're getting all this food prepared to cook out and do all this potato salad and all the everything that goes along with that. So food for me actually was just um, a reward or a celebration. You know, that's just part of our lineage. Like, I think that's how we were raised. Like, we're just big on communion. And so when you think about eating, it's just that fellowship that comes along with yes. it. Yes. And so anytime you're like celebrating something or being rewarded or honored, we naturally think about food. And so that's why I think it's so important that your mental is involved in this mm -hmm. process, not just mm -hmm. your physical. Because your mind has to be ready to also grow and transform because you have to look at food completely different. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I highly agree with you. And I was just thinking about this little, uh, just this little quick story that when uh, it's been years ago. I mean, when I say years, I mean years. Um, one, of, one of my friends um, who happens to be an, uh, a, a non-person of color, um, she said, oh, well, um, let, I want to invite you to my, um, church 
and we're we're gonna have you know a little something afterwards or whatever so i was like oh okay you know cool i didn't mind so i go and you know it was fine everything was great everybody was so wonderful and welcoming and all this kind of thing so we got to the little place you know where they were gonna have the i just say refreshments or whatever i thought it was a, like a little lunch or something well we got there whatever and there was just a cute little setup and all that <laughs> i'm looking like where's the food they had a little you know? <laughs> some orders <laughs> some finger foods and you know some little cute sandwiches and punch and you know some cookies and yep, cookies. All, these, all these kind of cute little crumbly you know food <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. So while it was cute, don't get me wrong, but that just shows you how my mindset was, mm -hmm. is that it was like, you know, they're gonna have, you know, a after a church kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, girl, you know, I'm here for the meal. You know, that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. But I'm oh glad you mentioned that, cause I think that has really helped me out a lot, is my exposure to being around um, different people. And when I say mm -hmm. different, I mean different people or people of non-color has mm -hmm. tremendously impacted the foods I, I ate. Um, I actually used to babysit for a family and they were pretty well to do. Um, but nonetheless, the quality of the foods they ate were so much different from what I was raised on. And so now I've actually started to incorporate a lot of those things and it's just second nature. Mm -hmm. And like, some of the things like how you mentioned when they would have a party or something like that like they would have the cheese and the wine and yes, have yes. different things and it really helped to expose my palate to things that were far beyond what I was accustomed to and it's not that you know my mom wouldn't get apples and oranges every time but it was just like we didn't go and grab figs or dates or you know different types of fruits the berries we kind of stuck with our normal blueberry you might get a strawberry that's about mm -hmm. it yeah exactly yeah. but you know um they were really great at exposing me to um a lot more fruits and vegetables that i was just not accustomed to eating on a regular and so that is so that true it's been key that has been very key um zucchini noodles i mean that kids just eat completely different mm -hmm. and i like, tell you that me. yeah i'm and i tell you that i um I still ask a lot of my uh, my friends uh, different things or how they uh, how do they eat this or because I uh, I for one I don't even like zucchini so I don't I can't even see myself eating the noodles but they just still try to convince me that it's try it just try it I'm like I just don't like zucchini but well, I will um, say I think the preparation has a lot to do with it because I was sold on not liking Brussels sprouts like. Oh, well, you know how I feel about Brussels sprouts. If I ever eat a Brussels sprout. You know. And that's because the way my mom prepared them, she would boil them and they were in a bag. But when I tasted fresh Brussels sprouts at the person's house I babysat for, she had them seasoned differently. I mean, I would have literally never thought that I would have loved Brussels sprouts. And you know, I eat them all the time now. And so right. Goes into the education, learning how to season your food and prepare it differently. Everything doesn't have to be slathered in butter. Um, right, the way right. Eat it. And so for me, that was just one of those aha moments. Like, okay, you need to revisit some of the foods you say you didn't eat. Because believe it or not, I hated zucchini and squash. 
I was oh, yeah, I do not like squash. Girl, I will I tell you cabbage, that. green beans, and broccoli. Those were my vegetables of choice. And now I literally probably eat the entire rainbow. Yeah, I definitely do not like squash. I've, I've tried squash too many different ways. I do not. Mm -hmm. Zucchini, I just, mm -mm, I don't, maybe it's the way it's cooked. I think that it's cooked when it's really cooked and mushy, like the other, the See, yellow yeah, squash. Yeah, you probably would like a roasted. You would probably like a roasted zucchini better. I just don't like that. That's, I just can't get past it mm -hmm. and it won't work. But I will say, um, just like you, that I learned a lot of things from my friends because I was exposed for uh, years to be, um, you know, in settings where I was sometimes the only black woman there or a black child or however. So I got exposed to a lot of different ways of cooking and foods and things like that. And um, even the, you know, my my family, on the other hand, of course, you know, they did a whole lot of heavy handed uh, butter and saturated fats and um, things of this nature. So it was just, you know, now that I've, I'm older and I've got to a place, you know, when I, when I started my um, weight loss journey, then all I could do was... Um, all I had to do is cut out a bunch of those types of things. You know, I don't even, I fry, I don't even fry foods anymore. I, I mean, I really can't even um, stomach a lot of that kind of stuff anymore. But I think that when we devote ourselves to changing our um, eating habits or, you know, and you don't, and I want everybody to know too, that you don't have to just do everything cold turkey now i can do things cold turkey mm -hmm. you know if i say i'm not gonna have soda which i don't drink soda anyway but this is just an example when i decided to stop drinking it i stopped drinking you know and i will tell you once you stop drinking honey you will lose 10 pounds just like that but you know if i'm not gonna have fast food then i don't have fast food which i always say this does not include the burger king impossible whopper because <laughs> I still need to have one of those sometimes. But, you know, uh, for the most part, I know I cannot eat fast food. I have to take fast food completely off the table for me. Now, the only other exception is Chick-fil-A and their grilled nuggets. But other than that, no. And there are several places you can go to and eat for less. I mean, you can go to McDonald's and get a quarter pounder with no bun and uh, be fine. I did that as well sometime when I just wanted to taste the, the burger. But I think that we have to be committed to making, start out making small changes. And I like the yeah, fact that you have uh, have done that. I mean, because you and I have had a conversation before where we did talk about meat and you were just like, I'm just trying to limit my intake of that. Yes. And it's so what I was noticing is that I was swelling, especially around my menstrual cycle time. I noticed that I was retaining a lot of fluid. Mm -hmm. So I really do it for like, oh, I want to be, you know, a vegan or a vegetarian. But I ultimately just want to feel better. And I noticed that it was making me swell up and retain water. So I'm just like, you know, let me try this. I've heard myths about X, Y, and Z, and I've seen the research. So let me try it and see how I like it. And so for me, I did lose weight with it. And like I said, I noticed that I did not have a lot of water retention. Um, I just didn't feel as sluggish. 
So for me, I'm like, okay, these are win wins. But again, I don't say I'm a vegan because I'm I haven't fully gotten there yet. But I am in the process of just learning to live with the things that I have and not necessarily desiring to have meat with every meal. That's where I'm at. And so I enjoy vegetables. And a lot of times I really won't even eat meat. Um, but I don't confine myself to saying I'm this or I'm that. I just want to move forward with a more healthier lifestyle, but definitely minimizing meat is part of that journey. Well, seeing as how I just, you know, I don't, I, I, I think I've tried having meatless meals, but what I do is I do keep my, uh, the meatless meat or the vegetarian, uh, you know, produce or things like that in my freezer. And I do try to, uh, swap out days where I'm not going to have, um, you know, like instead of having ground, you know, beef, I'll go ahead and I'll use maybe the crumbles to do something or the, or the meatballs or the fish or the chicken. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I keep those types of, uh, I don't like the chicken as much and maybe it's the one I tried, but the others are great. But, yeah, and I um, think that's those are great options to st for people to start transitioning. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of them are really tasty, and people probably yes, but they are they are really tasty, and sometimes you don't even miss it. You really don't. Well, I, that's why I keep the crumbles because the crumbles adjust to what however you season it. You know, I can make tacos with that, or I could just put switch it up and make some. Um, if I want to do a small thing of spaghetti or something mm -hmm. like that. I have wheat noodles and I can go ahead and um, saute that up just like, you know, you can't tell the difference. So exactly. it, adjusts, it adjusts to whatever you, uh, whatever seasoning and flavoring you use. So I really enjoy that I have that option and I keep that option on hand because sometimes I just don't, I just get tired of food. And, you know, we have, we must eat something. <laughs> but I do go through those periods. I mean, I just went through that where I wasn't, yeah. I, I just was, didn't have a taste for anything. And um, sometimes I just get tired of food, period. So and that's how I am. I, I will get to the point where I get tired of food. Uh -huh. to the point where I'm just like mm, I'm tired of eating the same thing or I'm just tired of like what is there another animal out there that we're going to eat is there another flower or something that we can eat because it's just like you get tired of the same mm -hmm. thing. so mm -hmm. that's why um, I'm glad to have people around me who we talk about these things and we have these discussions and you've created this healthy you group where we can network and talk with other people who are doing healthy um, thing. We can try out their recipes. Like I love a lot of them share the recipes or, Hey, I found this item is really good. It's great for you. So those types of networks and communities are just fantastic for being a wealth of resources for us. And that is great. Well, my other thing is now you chose uh, to do yours. The nat, you know, your weight loss journey is a natural journey. So, I mean, did you think about ever having weight loss surgery or, or no? Well, I don't like to say that y'all's that weight loss surgery is not natural because I totally think that parts of it is very natural. But for me, it was just the fact of the complications. One, I'm five two, so according to my physician, my BMI would have to get so low that if I can get my BMI that low, I might as well lose the weight on my own. 
Um, so that was one of the biggest things was um, anytime you go under the knife, they like for you to be within a certain percentile. And with me being so short, my ideal weight was like 150. Um, by the time I got to a portion of that, I'm just like, no, thank you. And just like I said, just the phobia of a lot of the complications and with me still being rather young. So I'm like, I still am young enough that I feel like I can get the weight off. Um mm -hmm. Time now, if it came to where I was having complications or it was starting to impede my health, then of course that would have been an option. But with me, like I said, when I got diagnosed, I was still in my 20s. So I'm young enough to be able to kind of move and I still had mobility to do it the natural way. Um, and that's just that's just what I chose at that point. But like I said, I'm to the point now, like, okay, I got about five more years. If this weight is not off in five years, then we'll probably have a discussion about that because what I don't want to do is to get older and still be carrying this weight around because then you have huh. with your knees and problems with all types of things. And so I'm just like, I don't want to want it to get to that point for me carrying all this weight around. Uh -huh. And I get that because, you know, as you know, I'm 60. So I had weight loss surgery when I was, what, 58. But, and um, it was... And, and of course, you know, my knees, I was a dancer. So then after that, I was a nail tech for 25 years. So I'm bending and doing pedicures, carrying this down. I was on my feet a lot. I was just always on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go. And then being on the go, um, you know, putting on weight and, and things like that. Of course, that's not bad. That's not good for your knees either. Um, my knees started really bothering me when I was um, in barber college. And I couldn't even finish because I couldn't even stand up because my knee would just swell until finally I, um, I think it was after, it was definitely after my, my dad passed up and my mom passed actually. So, um, I just was like, oh my God, I have to go and see what's going on with me. Well, um, I kept putting it off, putting it off and still doing this, still doing that until I just one day I just felt so sluggish. I mean, it's like I was sitting on the couch and it just like hit me and I was so sleepy, so tired. I just felt like I, and I had been home all day, but I, I mean, I was just exhausted and I hadn't even done anything. So I didn't know what was going on. So that's when I really went to uh, the doctor, found out I had type two uh, diabetes as well. Well, of course, you know, by that time I went through all this, you know, in denial stage until I finally decided to start taking it seriously. The more my, and then my knee hurt more and it was just a cycle, just ongoing cycle until that day that I went for, um, I went for an exam and uh, they wanted me to do x-rays and found out that I had osteoarthritis. And I was like, oh, gee, thanks. Just what I needed. And of course, you know, I don't know how, how you feel or ever felt, but the first, I hate when that first thing out of a doctor's mouth is you need to lose weight. Losing weight will help. Well, if you just lost a few pounds, I don't care how nice you phrase it or how. Exactly. <laughs> it just, you know, is there anything else you'd like to tell me? But uh, let's talk about this osteo while you jumped over here on the weight loss. So, you know, that's where I am with mine, but I will say that I was glad that when I had the opportunity to find, you know, to get weight loss surgery. So, you know, because 
I felt like that that was just the end of the road for me. I had got mm -hmm. to a place where it was just, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't my best place. It just really wasn't. Yeah. But um, I think that um, I knew that that was at, at my age, right then and there, I knew that I had to reach out and do something different because I had yeah. tried pretty much everything. So I get what you're saying. I mean, you, I mean, you don't want to be um, older and, you know, um, carrying around extra weight because, you know, while I did lose that 70 pounds before surgery, had I, what would I have done if I had not had something, um, you know, that I, if I had not had that particular choice, I, you know, exactly. I still wonder, you know, mm -hmm. um, where I would have been um, without that. But I am grateful that I had the surgery, you know, grateful to have lost those 200 plus pounds. Now, if I could just lose this 50, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely I think it's a huge benefit, especially to those people who it applies to. Like everybody's situation is so different and unique. And so that's why it's really hard to try to like lump people in categories. And that's why I say I really don't like the term like you didn't do it natural because you still have to have healthy eating habits. Like even though you went under and had this procedure done, it's still all guts and like sweat and tears because you still have to incorporate a lot of healthy eating. You have to change a lot about you. So it's not like you just wake up off that table and you're skinny. You still oh, no. incorporate a lot of this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm grateful that this is an opportunity for some people who just could not do it. You six, 700 pounds, like that's just not going to be the option for you right now. But you losing, you know, a cup full of pounds and then being able to be eligible for a procedure. I think that's just amazing that we have the technology available to do things like this. I agree. I think it, I think that uh, the help is out there. And for me, uh, I went years wanting to have a weight loss surgery. And I always say to myself that, you know, it wasn't my time. It wasn't time when I wanted it. It was not time. Because I think that I had to go through the things that I went through, um, and then and then it was my time. That door opened for me to be able to do that. But during the midst of it, I don't know. Have you ever um, had like fears of uh, going out to eat, having to sit in a booth, having to sit in a chair, having to? you know, have these, uh, in your mind, you're thinking, Lord, is this chair going to hold? Lord, if I'm going to be able to fit in this booth, you know, things of that nature. I don't think so. I think I've been so comfortable in my skin in that, in that capacity, or either I could have been just super naive because I actually dated a guy and he was, you know, larger than me. And he was just very self-conscious about that. And a lot of that never dawned on me until, until he and I dated. And I mean, I'm a plus size woman. So, but I've never thought twice about like not being able to fit in a booth because I've always been pretty small through the waist. So I've, that's never been an issue for me. So when it comes to like seating arrangements and stuff like that, I really don't think twice about it. The only area where I'm really concerned at is concerts 
and when you fly. And I actually saw something on Instagram the other day that was really disturbing. It was a plus size lady and her husband had bought these concert tickets for her. And when they got to the venue, she could not see sit comfortably in the chairs and it left like this disgusting bruise on her leg and it was just talking about why it's important that these things are made for all types of people um not just plus size people but short people tall people like we come in so many different shapes and sizes so when you mentioned that i'm like i automatically thought about no i don't necessarily identify with a lot of those struggles but there are people out there who do and it's not you know it's not fair that we can't go and enjoy those types of luxuries just like anyone else can. Right. And I relate to that because I have, that has happened to me. I, I can't remember if I was at a movie theater or if I was, I, I might've had, I might have even been at uh, um, an event for uh, my granddaughter and I um, had that happen to me where I fit in the seat but my thighs were, or whatever, you know, that bruising mm -hmm. came from that seat. So, um, you know, I sat and, and it's not, and that, let me just say, it's not fun because no. you're sitting in that seat and you're in, and it's not excruciating pain, but it's painful because you know that this, this chair, this uh, armrest or whatever the case may, whatever it is, uh, is digging into your leg like that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, just enjoy whatever, whatever event you're at. But I can relate to that because that has happened to me. And, and it's uncomfortable. And it it is uncomfortable. I've been blessed that I've not been around people who are like, oh my God. But there are some people that have been like that on planes. They get upset when they sit beside plus seat, plus size people. They're hogging up the armrest. You know, everyone is just not that nice. And so, like I said, I've heard horror stories about how people have been discriminated against based on things like that. Now, I know Southwest, and I'm plugging Southwest, is a really good airline. And they're notorious for the way that they take care of their plus-size patrons. So, you know, if you have an opportunity or if this is one of your concerns, I've heard excellent things about Southwest when it comes to stuff like that. But like I said, I know that it is an issue, and they've got to figure out how they can work on that. Yeah, I agree. I I think, but I have had those um those moments where you know, especially um late, you know, not so long ago, really and truly. I mean, I've only I've had it's two and a half years almost since I've had weight loss surgery. But like I said before that, and even if I decided, I didn't. I had stopped really going a lot of places because of that. But the, I remember the last place that I went, I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, and I, I had to think and and shift my mind like, oh, OK, well, their their chairs are good. So I don't have to worry about that. But I used to worry about that. I would never like as after so long a time I stopped sitting in booths. I was like, let me just have a table. And uh, because, you know, you can move the chair, or just the chair mm -hmm. any kind of way you want to. But I did have those fears. And I know that there are people out there who probably could relate because you always, I mean, for me, it was like, oh, my Lord, is the chair going to hold me? I don't need the chair to break. I don't need this. I don't need to be smooshed into a booth where, mm -hmm. you know, my stomach is all up against the table. And, you know, all, I mean, all these things went through my mind. It's just but, like you, man. 
Like it's just unhumane. And my thing is like it shouldn't even be about size. Like this just should not be so. Like, what if you have someone who has some type of disability where they just can't yeah. crawl up? Like it just should be a, a wider discussion. Even though I think weight is super important, but mm-hmm. it's just like, why? Why? Why are these tables nailed to the floor? Like, why do they have to be nailed down? Right, right. But why that's are they not able to be modified? Like this right. is basic common sense. Like we this brings up another subject though, is that um, you know everyone, everyone, um, we're not all the same. Let me just say. We're not all the same. We weren't built to be all, we weren't made to be all the same. And everyone who is um, a plus size or, you know, obese, which I, ugh, um, you know, are haven't, haven't, um, did not do that like purposely, you know? And I think that some people, and I'm not saying everyone, like I said, some people, think that when they see someone who's plus size or, or, you know, may weigh five or 600, you know, they immediately think that, um, oh, you know, well, maybe if they weren't sitting on the couch, chomping on a gallon of ice cream or potato chips, then they wouldn't look like that. Or, you know, I mean, it could be even someone my size, you know, I'm like 200, 250-ish, um, I'm not sitting at home chomping down uh, ice cream and chips all day long. That's not what I do. But everyone has their own um, metabolism. Everyone, I mean, there could be mm-hmm. medical issues. You know, it could be thyroid issues. There could They could be on some type of medication for steroids. Birth control, I understand, you know, will put weight on you. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so there are just so many other things out here in the universe that, um, you know, people can suffer from. And not everyone is just sitting up there inhaling the food. I, I think for me, I'm going to be candid and that's just people need to mind their business. I can't think of a better way to say it because one is a better I, way to say I it. Have, yeah, I don't have to explain my health conditions to you. Um, like I made a post recently, I'm not promoting obesity. Like I should be able to be a plus size person and eat this burger and take a picture without you guys saying I'm promoting obesity. No, I'm having a hamburger. Like I'm eating. Um, that's what I'm doing. And I don't feel like we should be categorized because we're plus size and you just assume this. There are people who are skinny. They just have a fast metabolism, but guess what? Inside they have nothing but junk food and trash. And there mm-hmm. have larger frames that are probably more active and can run a triathlon. Like you just don't know. Right. And therefore, it's not fair to make those assumptions. Now, if you want to have an educated conversation about, you know, what are some things that led to you being overweight? Let's have an educated conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's not point fingers because there are so many different variables that get people to where they are. And like for me, I just, I am a sweet junkie. People can talk about, um, you know, fast food. I don't care for fast food. Other day, somebody asked me, um, they had a poll, like, what is your favorite little Debbie cake? I hate Debbie cakes. Ah, I don't even dig that. So I'm not the fat girl that loves Debbie cakes. Right. I have friends that, that all they want is fast food. And that's how they gain their weight. Me, I am more of a let me eat late and I'm going to relax. 
So that's what has really been my downfall. It's not really the quantity of what I eat. It's just that I like to snack late and I don't get up and move around enough. Uh-huh. I can't lump everybody in that category. You have to just look at everyone as an individual and don't make any assumptions. Exactly. And and my, myself, I can tell you that I had, uh, you know, 25 plus years of being a nail technician. I ate in between clients. I could probably roll out five or six clients and, you know, by lunchtime. And um, then somebody, somebody will say, oh, I'm going to McDonald's or whatever. Do you need something? Yeah, bring me this. Here, here's the money. Bring it back. After, um, you know, by the time they get back, I'm done with that client. It's time for lunch. And, um, you know, so my, my whole thing was I lived off of fast food for so many years. And, um, you know, then I got into my long, this last relationship. And, you know, then when you're in a relationship, you're all so skippity do die happy you're just going out to eat you're sitting in the bed eating you're watching basketball we eating candies and popcorn and we just all good good you know but that eventually all of that catches up with you. and um i know that that's why i know that when i go on a particular plan i have to release fast food from my life because one fast food really isn't good for you but you, know, you again, you can find some healthy uh, choices at some. But all that saturation and all that kind of stuff, I have to leave preservatives that. and stuff. It's just it's not the healthiest option. It's not, and, and I'm not discouraging anyone from eating it. If that's your jam, honey, you press forward. But it's just I'm speaking from my personal habit that I have to uh, definitely steer clear. You know, I mean, I have my exceptions. I already said that. My Impossible Whopper and my grilled nuggets from Chick-fil-A. But other than that, it, you know, and I'm single, single. So I'm at home by myself. And I don't want to, I don't even like cooking huge meals anymore. For I just, you know, make enough for myself where I cook for, you know, I cook maybe, maybe two or three days out of the week. Because only so I can have leftovers. But some days I don't want to cook. Like I won't be cooking today, you know. But um, I won't. It's Friday. I'm not even trying to cook on Fridays and Saturdays. So if I don't have leftovers, I'll pull out a lean cuisine. Oops, I didn't really mean to say their name, but yeah, I keep those in my freezer. I could take and bake a chicken breast if I just have to cook something. But you know, I just keep quick, you know, quick stuff like that. So if I don't want to cook, I'm too tired, I can pull that out. It still counts as uh, some protein. Um, and that's kind of how I do. I mean, I just think that, you know, going back to what you said about being judged on an individual basis, I think that goes for life in general, of course, but particularly when you want to judge someone for how they look or if they're not your ideal, uh, of what someone should look like because I wonder how um, someone who is smaller has a smaller frame you know it's what they call what, what we've known as skinny skinny mini now I'm sure that most people who are on the smaller end have trouble gaining weight things oh, like they that do. 
I have a friend who who talked about that, and it really helped me to be more sensitive to that because she's always had a pretty petite frame, mm-hmm. and she want to gain weight. I want to gain weight. Like people think I want to be this skinny. So there are two ends of it. Like mm-hmm. there are people who are so skinny and they want to gain weight, but of course you want to do it in a healthy way. And so they're just as much challenged as people who want to lose weight. And that's why I say just mind your business. Now, if it's for a point of education or you really want to be informed, ask, but not to judge because I would have never thought that somebody who was skinny would want to be bigger because I'm big and I've always wanted to be smaller. So, you know, it's just not natural that I think of it, but she expressed it all the time, how much she struggled with trying to gain weight. Yes. And they're, and they are out there. I mean, I have a friend like that and um, I'm like, well, you know, we have really good conversations about it. And, you know, I've recommended stuff that I've seen because um, I, I wasn't educated on how to gain weight because I already gained weight. I could probably look at cheesecake and just attach it to my hips. Hi. But, you know, um, she wanted to know, um, you know, more details of how, you know, she could. And I said, well, you know, I, I can't tell you how you can because I'm too busy trying to tell myself that um, what I don't don't need to include in my life would probably be the things that you could include in your life. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to steer you wrong, but I will help you look it up. Up and you know we talked about different things that, that I found or she found, and I just said you know everyone's metabolism is just different. I basically, the last time we talked about it, I just referred her to um, maybe getting a trainer. And that way, you know, um, sometimes that they know how to add or add muscle or put on a little weight because, you know, muscle is heavier than, you know, all this other. And so maybe that that would help her, you know, get to where she wanted to be. You know, I said they could help. It's not that you're going to do all that workout to lose. I mean, they'll help you tone and gain muscle. Absolutely. So that was my last trainer was vital. I, I think mm-hmm. he was vital to me um, really changing the way I looked at exercising. And even though I'm still not, you know, where I want to be, but he definitely helped me to understand the importance of education. And I always advocate that if you can afford a personal trainer, do it at least once. Learn as much as you can and then just continue to apply it. But it is excellent if you are in the headspace to get a personal trainer. And I say that he really taught me so much about my body and the things that I can do. And what I mean in that capacity is he knew my strength better than I knew my strength. So there will be, and I'm like, I can't do that. And he's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I think that type of motivation does something to you differently um, than it does you just working out by yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I mean, because at one point I contemplated a trainer as well. And uh, the only reason I didn't uh, was because my whole dynamic changed uh, in my, you know, in my personal life. So that was the reason why I did not. Uh, but I was definitely open to getting one. Um, told him my whole situation and everything. And he was like, oh, I can work with you. Yes, we could do this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay, great. Because, you know, my my thing is, is that I, I don't want to 
I don't want to injure my knee when it's already bad, you know? So, um, you know, he was really, um, a good guy for me to talk to about that because he was, he was used to training people with arthritis. And so that is always a factor. I think that if you're going to get a trainer, yes, if you can afford it, please do. But, you know, have a discussion with them and be honest with them about your own limitations and uh, what you're hoping to achieve out of that. Because, you know, they don't know unless you tell them. And I like to mention that I think that relationship and rapport building is just as important as the work that's being done. Mm-hmm. So I that you mentioned that um, because I think that's what made our relationship work so well is because he was able to do modifications because I struggled with knee problems too when I was as big as I was just because if I had so much weight on me and I'm 5'2 carrying around almost 400 pounds like that's going to have strain on your knee and on your mm-hmm. little back so he was excellent at providing modifications and again like I said knowing like you don't need to do this exercise instead let's try this so i think that's very key um making sure that you do have their open line of communication just like with a doctor or with a physician that you're communicating what you can do what you can't do and what your goals are Uh and it's very important i think that you know um just like you go to your doctor and you tell your doctor you know well this is happening this is happening and you know, I don't feel this way. I feel that way. Just as open as you have to be with your your um, primary caregiver is how open, you know, you should be with your trainer because this person is probably going to be a part of your life up to at least, let's say, a year. Yeah. And, you know, you want to you want them to know because you don't want to be hurt in the process Now you're not saying anything about your knee issues. Or, or me not saying anything about mine, and um, which just been damaging, because then you know we're constantly taking um, the time. I say, oh no, I can't do that. My knee hurts. My knee or my knee this. My knee that. My, you know, it's just it, you know instead of just saying from the jump, both of y'all know, you know, they know, and we're gonna work around that. And if I could afford one now, honey, I would have one now. Because if well, I'm you know, they have I'm a lot of programs now. They have a lot of programs where you can do it remote and virtual. Um, the pandemic mm-hmm. has brought a lot yeah. of things out. Um, actually, one of my coworkers now she does a program that is a hundred percent online. So she just has it set up on her TV and she does it that way. I think um, there's a bike now that has some type of fitness program on it. So they've really been innovative with coming up with different ways to work, um, to continue to work with everybody's lifestyle. Because like I said, one, personal trainers are super expensive. And then if you don't have the time to do it, like there are different ways. Um, I used to do Tybo. I love Tybo. And so I would just do it on the television. So I'm like, they have different ways, but find what works for you. Just mm-hmm. know that what works for me might not work for you, but they have other options. And the main thing is just to get moving. Right, right. And that's what I, I had said that the other day about moving. And I think that it is really important. And even though I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly up doing something, you know, uh, if I'm, you know, cause just to mention the fact that we're both resellers. So we deal with a lot of clothes all the time. We're either, um, 
working with them, theming them, we're setting them up, we're taking pictures, we're doing all these things back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I felt like um, when I was talking to someone else, we were talking about um, the smart watches. And she said, oh, I just hooked this one up. She said, it's not anything expensive. I found it at Walmart and uh, I just connected to my phone or whatever. But, you know, it gets me my steps and, you know, any cardio, whatever she does. And I thought, well, that's a great idea. Maybe I should do that because I found that and I, it was just like a light bulb that came on one day. And I was like, oh, my God, if I have to get up one more time. And then I thought about it, I was like, man, you know what? I'm constantly up, down, up, down, up, down, doing something. You know, either I'm cleaning, um, you know, taking dishes out the dishwasher, um, you know, getting up and down to take pictures or hang up clothes, steam the clothes, do this, I'm back and forth, wrapping gifts, packages. You know, I just feel like I move back and forth around my house all the time. And I was like, well, you know, that's a little bit of exercise. I don't know. Maybe I need to give me a watch and see how much that is. Because, yes. you know, I just think that the, if you, because we work from home. I mean, you work from home on on the nine to five and the reseller. I'm here just, you know, working on that and with my coaching. So we, we tend to, uh, especially when I'm coaching, I'm sitting in one place because, you know, I'm FaceTiming. So I'm sitting in one place. But, um, you know, just to get up and move, you know, sometimes I, I mean, if my mail, my guy doesn't bring my mail up, but I like to go down and get it. Even though I have to go in an elevator, I still have to walk down the hall, go down the elevator, you know, walk over there to my, you know, my box or whatever. But sometimes I kind of walk outside, get a little fresh air and things like that, come back, you know, and just taking my time because um, it's just the art of moving that I'm interested in right now. I'm not trying, I, I cannot be running a marathon or anything, but it's just the fact that get out, get some fresh, I go even go on my, you know, I'll have my patio door open sometimes, just go out there, maybe stand a little bit, come back in, but it's just the way that get the movement in. I get some form of movement all the time and I pulled out, um, what do you call those things? The bands. I pulled my bands the out the other day mm-hmm. and started trying to work with those a little bit. Now, you know, I haven't done them in a long time, so I was tired. But it's just the more that I do them. And that's another exactly. form of movement. So I think that movement for everyone is important because the thing is, is that I remember that my doctors um, did not want to give me an electric wheelchair at one point. Because um, she was like, I don't want you to get comfortable in that. When you get comfortable in that, you start losing muscle. Yeah, your muscle memory and muscle density. Uh huh. Yeah. And she was like, and I don't want you to do that. And I will say that I I used that thing when it was delivered. I sat in it uh, and tried it out because the guy told me to. But after that, I think it. It made it outside two times and that was it. I never, I never used it because every time in the back of my mind, I would always hear her say, I don't want you to lose your muscle. Then you're going to have to go to therapy. Then you're going to have to learn how to walk all over again. You're going to have to do all this. She said, "Uh, you know, if you're going somewhere, that's fine. Use it. But, you know, I want you to continue to move around your, 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 your home. 
And I never and I never used it because I just keep hearing that. And I even think about that now that I'm older, is that, you know, it's just as important to exercise your body as it is to exercise your mind. Absolutely. And I think it's I think it's important that you have that positive reinforcement because she could have said that a lot of different ways. Uh -huh. For me, it's just as important, like if you want to support someone on their lifestyle change or their weight loss journey, please be sensitive to that and make sure your approach is sensitive and appropriate for that person. Because to me, I just cherish how she even had that conversation with you. Uh -huh. um, it still resonates with you to this day. Mm -hmm. Now, had she came and said something completely different, you probably would have been like, you know, dismissed everything she said. And we might be having a completely different conversation now. But the fact that she was so sensitive, but she was still genuine in her approach, I love that. And I think more yeah. people need to take note of that. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think that anything and everything can be delivered in the right manner. And, um, you know, I appreciate her for saying that because, yes, it's still sticking with me, all, you know, those years later that, um, you know, and, my, and the thing I loved about my doctor is that they have known since day one that I was concerned about my weight, that I wanted to lose weight. I mean, they they went and researched because at the time I didn't have the right insurance that would cover it. But they they tried every way they could to help me with that situation. We had open and honest discussions. Uh, even when I had a breakdown in the in the uh, while I was in one of my office visits, I was just tired. You know, I was just really I really was exhausted that day, and I was felt like I was just sick and tired of carrying around all this weight. And we just you know they were so kind to me. And to this day, you know, they are very kind to me. They were happy when I told them I was going to have weight loss surgery. They did everything they could to get all that paperwork together. Because the one thing about it, you definitely, I will say this, you definitely have to have a paper trail. And you, you know, uh, you definitely would have had to have all, the, I was on seven different medications. I, you know, was what they say, morbidly obese, you know, and, which of course, you know, I hate that. I hate that term because I'm like, it sounds like what, I'm just gonna, you know, you're just writing me off now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they did everything that they, they possibly needed to do to ensure that that went through. And, you know, once it did, they were happy. Once they saw me again, they were just, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. You look fantastic. You know, I'm so proud of you. I mean, they were just really uplifting. And those are the kind of, people and you're on a weight loss journey that you need in your life who are gonna hype you up and you know care about you as a person not just like oh we're getting paid on this you want them to care about you as an individual and care about your uh uh your experience i make sure that you know you are connected with the right with the right people and i i have to nothing but praise from my doctor's office for that i mean it was it was smooth as ever you know going from transitioning from them going to my weight loss doctor having the surgery all the things you have to do before you go to the surgery because all the checks and you know everything got to check out cross the t's dot the i's and when you spoke of uh bmis of course i mine was probably off the chain at 464 pounds but 
after I lost that 70 pounds before um, weight loss surgery. So my BM had dropped drastically. And they, you know, that where they were comfortable doing the surgery because anything else was fine, but they were just concerned about that BMI because that's what um, they look at and, and see if they want to take a chance because the higher it is, the greater risk it is. Yes, and also age. So mm -hmm. age plays a part in that because they factor in the age to say, well, if you're in a certain age category, you should still have enough mobility to do X, Y, and Z. So that's also a factor in the BMI and also in the whole entire procedure. Mm -hmm. For me, like I say, my, my factors were just not high enough. And so they was just like, no, you would, you would have to, I literally had to lose, I would say 75 or 80 pounds. And I, at that time, I think I was like 380, 390. So I'm like, by the time I lose 70 pounds, I'm already almost at 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. What more is there going to be for them to do? Because I never desired to be 120 pounds. Like that was never my desire. My desire was really to get to probably 250 and rest comfortably but if I had lost that amount of weight I'm like I'm literally right knocking at 250 and I ultimately got down to 287 so I'm just like I was there so it's no it for me it just wasn't plausible but I'm mm -hmm. like where health concerns you're having serious like you say knee problems and stuff like don't wait don't try to you know debate with someone about it take the route that works best for you mm-hmm I agree. I don't care if you want to do it. I mean, I know this is not the key uh, verbiage, as my friend Doreen likes to say, verbiage. Um, but, you know, it's always that battle between just someone doing it naturally. And by naturally, they mean not without, without weight loss surgery. Uh, but it's always, I think, a conversation about natural versus weight loss surgery. But I think that you have to do, as you said, the best thing for you. I would definitely talk to my doctors because your doctors need to be heavily involved, I think, in your progress. Or at least to get, to get that jump start. And doing your own research as well. Because, you know, there's nothing, um, there's nothing like reading up on it. Let me tell you how many, uh, I, can't, I can't even tell you really, how many... YouTube videos I watch and how many um, sleeve videos that I watched uh, because they call them BSG, the vertical sleeve gastric, and that's what I have. So I I would be up at night watching video after video after video after video, you know, because I don't know why. I just wanted to know more about it. I wanted to see what was going to be happening inside my body. But, you know, I mean, for some, that might not be your way to go, but I would definitely read up on it, ask questions. Um, there, sometimes I didn't have to go to a support group, but they had one. I mean, they have them, you know, where we are. And, you know, I think that you factor in and utilize all the things that you have at your disposal to find out what fits for you. If you want to, um, I mean, they have like they have weight loss. I mean, Weight Watchers, they have Food Anonymous. Uh, if you think that it's to that place that you may want to do something like that, or, you know, if you just want to start somewhere, then basically do your, do your, uh, do your homework and talk to your doctor for sure. 
Absolutely. Because we are not medical physicians. We're just talking about our journey. And like we both have stress, like everybody's journey is different. Um, you have different circumstances, different health issues. So I think the research part is definitely um, something that's super important making sure you know what works best for you and also being prepared for the procedures having your questions lined up um because know that the physician works for you like he's part of or she is part of your service team so making sure that you feel comfortable asking those hard questions and even like you said looking at video because i think that's amazing to look at it so you already know like, okay this is what's going to happen so mm -hmm. mentally you can prepare for that yeah and that's what i actually was doing is mentally preparing myself for what was going to this procedure even though i was going to be knocked out cold i still in my mind i still know what y'all was supposed to do <laughs> you know i go because i had watched so many read my um my um information that i received from the doctor my doctor even showed me on my first visit each different that from the gastric bypass to the sleeve and he showed me another one, but he was like, I recommend this. And I would definitely, when it comes to that, if you choose to do weight loss surgery, definitely talk to them and ask them questions. Which one is better? Because I'm going to tell you, your doctor knows which one is going to be the best for you. And mm -hmm. usually they tell you to get the sleeve first, because if you if it doesn't take, then you, if you have to go back in, that you can always get the... Um, the other one, what did I just call it? The gastric. You can always get the gastric because, but if you get the gastric first, you there's nothing else they can do. Exactly. So, um, you know, those are, you know, are things that, but I think that all of us collectively, um, you know, could just start by, you know, changing the way that, changing our relationship with food. You know, I mean, for me, it's just that, I mean, I like um, sweets too, but I was never a huge sweet pers uh, person. But um, for me, it was just cutting out fast food. I mean, fast food is the thing that that um, that is damaging to me on a weight loss journey. I can't. I have to eat more fruit and um, leaner meats. And that, those are the things that work for me. If it's protein shakes, you know, that work as well. Whatever works for you, but you just definitely, I, for me, weight loss, my advice is to seek professional help. For sure. On anything. So what, when, what do you think that, uh, what is your, if you don't mind sharing, because I don't even have one really and truly, but I'm asking you. <laughs> what is your ideal weight for you? Ooh, I said 250, but I started to look really skeletal in the face at 250. I mean, at 280-something. So I don't know. My thing is I really want to go with where I'm comfortable at and I have the energy. Because mm -hmm. that's the one thing that I do miss about being smaller is the energy and the zeal that comes with it. Um, and if you've never been obese, you probably don't understand like what, but there is just like, you have more energy, you have yes. stamina in every way. Like, so that's what I miss the most. So when I get to that place where I feel like that energy has been restored, then I'll probably be happy. And it might not be a magic number. It right. might 
measurement, you know, it just, but when I get to that place where I feel like I'm back to me, I think I'll be satisfied in that space. Um, but I know it's definitely going to be in the two. So it's at least a hundred plus pounds that I'll, I want to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I agree. I think that when I first lost, started losing weight, then, you know, you could feel that change. You know, like you say, you have more energy and uh, I could feel that. And so now that I've even put on um, some weight uh, from the Rona, it's the Rona's fault. But, um, you know, I can, I still feel like I have energy, but I feel like it's not as much as I had before when I was getting out, going places and doing things and and all this kind of thing. And um, instead of just being stuck at home. So I think that for me, I've never really set a goal But my goal, if I had to set a goal, it would probably be for me to get down to 200 because I can guarantee you that I am not that girl. And I was not I was not built to be skinny, as they say. But um, because I think I've always been thicker than I said, but I think to get down to 200 would be a good place for me. And if I moved a little farther, that's fine. But I think Mm -hmm. getting down to 200 would be a comfortable space for me. So I definitely know, you know, dropping these, um, you know, 50-ish pounds or so would do the trick for me. But I, what all I do know is that that's what I need to do. So that's what I'm working on now. <laughs> that's what I'm working on now. You know, because I want to be able to, um, you know, get the knee replacement because in order for me to get the knee replacement, really and truly, I need to lose 50 pounds. Because if not, it just is they're not going to do it because they feel like that's just a waste. It may not take. Yeah. You know, so um, I think that I've never had a weight either. And I don't think that you and with that being said, I don't think that you have to have a goal weight. I think that, you know, in your mind when you get to that place. Yeah. And And, and I really big about making sure that I'm still true to myself. And I know this. This probably sounds a little vain because I feel like Monique, well, I don't, I hate skinny girls or whatever she used to say, but I just want to stay true to myself and being that I am just a plus size person. Yeah. Don't want to say I want to be skinny. Like I just don't see that for myself. I do not either. I'm smallest when I look at my pictures, I'm just like, gosh, my face looks so small. And, you know, it just was a look that I was not used to seeing. So I know healthy and vibrant. Like I don't want to look scrawny and just not like myself. I, I, like, I don't ever want to be one anything because I'm like, if I look like that and I was 280, I can only imagine like at 2.15. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I just can't even imagine. Well, I tell you, I can look at my face. Now, see, you can see my face. I can look at my face. And for me, I feel like my face uh, is fatter because when I had lost all that weight, it was like I could see it all up in here. But I didn't like that look. Yeah, weight loss surgery is notorious for that, though. I did not like that. Those, I could, those are parts of the weight loss surgery is 
um, just, you know, your face shape will change. It starts to actually be more like an oval shape. And they talk about that a lot. And so that's why I'm like, yes, so, my chin was like, oh yeah, my it's God. Really, it's pointy. It's a point. It's almost like a teardrop. Yes. And I, you let me just normally tell you. always tell people who've had weight loss surgery. That's, let me tell you, I did not like that. I did yep. not like it. And um, I, one day I was talking to, uh, my daughter and I said, I miss my fat face. And she was like, what? Uh-uh. And I was like, yeah, what was wrong? I mean, I'm like, oh, now I'm getting offended. What was wrong with my well, fat face? I love face? both of your faces. I'm just going to tell you, I love both of your faces. And as long as you're and, happy, that's all that matters now. You right. like it. all that matters. I, but I did not like that. And the one thing that I said um, was I did not want to, well, I didn't want to look like this particular star who had had weight loss surgery. And um, I was like, I don't want that. And then I started seeing all the lines here. The laugh lines were more prominent. You know, my jawline had um, done something crazy. And I just, uh, I mean, I, I felt like my face looked like it was sunken in. And I was like, oh, I don't like that look. You know, yeah. while but that's what happens now. You just watch when I start these pounds start dropping. It's gonna happen again, and you know my because most people I think that that's where you can tell first. I know it is for me. It, they'll people mm -hmm. my face first, and they'd be like, "Oh, you lost some weight. Oh, well, thank y'all, darling." But I like my face and my waist, the place I don't want to lose. Look, I like this face right here because it's shaped just fine. Now, if I don't, if it takes away the other portion, the lower portion, let's work on that. Just leave this little face right here like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you that um, that is, those were, that comes along with weight loss, you know, just like uh, you'll lose hair. You'll, you know, your skin will change. My skin went through a transition. And I tried every lotion. Let me tell you, every lotion. But now I found this one lotion. Now it's back on track. But I still use that lotion because now I'm used to it and I like it. But, um, it, you know, I went through all kind of stuff. It, that happens when you change. Not only that, that that comes with weight loss surgery, but it also can uh, happen if you're just if you don't get weight loss surgery, things are, your skin will change, you know, your hair may change, you know, there's just so many things that go on with that. But, you know, you have to be proactive on taking your biotin and your vitamins and all of this stuff, which again, your doctor can recommend. So I don't, are you taking any vitamins? Oh yes, I take way too many vitamins. But yeah, um, I, I like that you talked about, you know, some of the side effects because again, you have to be transparent and either way you go to the left or to the right, there are always going to be some pros and cons. And so I like that you kind of touched on some of those. And I think that falls back to what you say, doing your research. Uh -huh. And so educating, you were able to start taking your vitamins and having a vitamin regimen. Um, but as far as my vitamins, I do take vitamins daily to make sure one, we're in a pandemic. So I take a lot of things to just help with my overall immune system. And then I also take biotin because I have PCOS. 
And so oh. make sure that I don't have a lot of hair breakage and um, lose a lot of hair, having bald spots. Because a lot of the, those things are notorious for people who have PCOS. Mm -hmm. I try to combat those with go ahead taking the biotin. And then I also like to take an all natural um, allergy supplement. Oh, that's great. That's great. I should be on some type of allergy mess, but mine seems so, mine is so flighty sometimes, you know, it's like some days I can be really bothered with it. And some days I, I mean, I'm good. So yeah, since I mean, I I think, mine has been crazy. Yeah. Really every, it seems like every tree that's in Texas, I'm allergic to it. So <laughs> mine has just been consistently bad since I've been here for three years. So uh -huh. I was happened to be in a store and a lady said, try this one. This one is made specifically for Texas trees. And I have been in love since ever since. I'm like, I don't know who I need to pay. It is like, it's specifically made, it's made locally. And it's made, it says Texas allergens on it. And it lists all the allergens that are in Texas that it helps with. And oh, so I get that for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And maybe for myself too, but, um, she because um i think hers bother her a little bit more than mine but I, uh, she can actually take uh she goes ahead and takes over counter she's good but um i don't really i used to take stuff for it i don't take it as much now because it seems like it it hits or misses with me yeah i could go i can go for a stretch without it bothering me and then all of a sudden i don't know if it's a, i'm around something or i went outside and something got me and then for the next three days i'm just like oh my allergies oh you know i'm sounding like i don't know what so mm -hmm. oh, that's worth looking into though but i'm glad that you came and um took time out to hop on this podcast with me because you know i kind of wanted us to talk about a um what do you call it a smorgasbord of issues and things you know from your perspective my perspective and you know i always like uh, when people have choice i like to have choices so i always like when people can have choices to hear you know um the way that you're uh handling your weight loss journey the way i'm handling mine and even so some of them are kind of the same because you know we're both in that we both um are trying to cut back on certain things yeah but, I really appreciate you coming through for this. I thank, thank you. you so much. And um, again, my um, guest today has been Doreen, the Deep of Curves TX. You can find her on Instagram and all anything that you need to know about her um, other links or what she's doing is in her bio on Instagram. And I want to thank everyone who's going to listen to this, who who's going to share this with someone who needs to hear it because you know there's somebody who needs to hear it um i appreciate that uh, again leave me in comments if it's weight loss or you have questions for doreen or myself uh, please leave them in the comments um definitely would get with you an answer um thank you for this episode uh, Doreen, because again, I just feel like it's so, so important to have these types of conversations. And I actually, you know, um, would have touched on a different conversation, but that'd have been a whole nother hour. So I guess we'll have to save that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for um, being here at the Pink Diva Studio as we present Is It Cause I'm Fat? 
is it? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> guys. Well, thank you so much. You are so welcome. <laughs>